damn it, here we are, here we go. Yes, welcome back, fight friends, to the Shout Out Fight Podcast. It is Jason, the man with the mic game, bringing you the fight game. May have been working on that. <laughs> anyway, hope everyone's doing good. It is, I believe, podcast 86. I could be completely incorrect. Uh, in this one, we're speaking with Daniel Son, the Juice, Kishigo, who is the finalist of the 155-pound Road to One tournament. Uh, obviously, pretty hot on demand. There was a, a bit of a controversy there. Um, so, yeah. So, we want to hear from his point of view. But before we get there, i got to go through my notes here. First of all, we're back. I know everybody wanted to know, first of all, when the Muay Thai World Cup Breakdown podcast is. So, a couple things about that. Number one. I was the lucky recipient of the Hitman flu. What does that mean? So the week before the Muay Thai World Cup was the uh, Hitman Fight League show, and Vinny was there, and Nash was there from the WBC. I believe he was anyway. I could be wrong, but I know for sure Vinny was there. Vinny Shorman, shout out to him. And uh, yeah, a lot of people got sick. Liam got sick. Uh, Andy Housen got sick. Like I saw a lot of people got sick. But, uh, you know, just because you if, if you go to an event Saturday, you're not necessarily sick on Sunday. It takes a few days to kick in. So Vinny came to Canada and uh, only just kind of started feeling crappy on Friday, the weigh-ins. And then the actual fight on Saturday, he was a mess. And, and I could see he was powering through it, doing what he could. And did, I mean, he's a fucking legend. I mean, he did it no problem. But in the meantime, I guess what I'm trying to say is I caught that flu. So did my son, unfortunately. I'm feeling 80%. My kid probably 60, so we're, we're on our way. So... Anyway, that's what's been taking so long to get a podcast out. Uh, now, the breakdown show, um, I'm not going to do one. There's, been, there's so much media out there. You can watch the fights. You can watch the interviews. You can rewatch the fights with my commentary, <clears throat> as you should. Uh, it's not needed. And, and here's the reality is if there's anything I don't like, and I've said it before about commentating, it's that uh, I used to be the coach. So I used to get to see what happens backstage. You know, when Chris McMillan was fighting, we would, you know, you'd see everything from people freaking out. You guys all have to warm up in the shower. You know, I'm not saying a real shower, but you know, it's just a small room and you're not allowed to leave the room. It's like, there's no room to warm up. Dark hallways, back alleys. You just see everything, how people are before and after the fight. So when you commentate, you don't get any of that. I'd have no idea what happened in the back before or after. So in saying that, if you want my breakdown of the fights, just rewatch the fights because everything I said then, I'm going to say now. And although when I do rewatch the fights, man, they are totally different than how I remember them. I'm so in the moment. <laughs> so uh, so we're not, we're, I'm not necessarily going to do an official one unless somebody out there like Kieran wants to, but uh, man, there's, it's, all, it's everywhere out there. Just, just pick one. Just, just type in Muay Thai World Cup and figure it out. All right. Also in saying that, I'm banned off on Facebook. I have no idea what I did. I don't have any access to nothing. I was given no reasons. So don't contact me on Facebook. I won't get it. Uh, okay, I want to give a special shout out, a special VIP shout out to my new best friend, Tim Lowe. Uh, Tim, here is your shout out, sir, on the podcast and in public. When I see dudes like you choose to wear a shout out podcast shirt while you're doing interviews, man. Oh, gee. I'm embarrassed. I'm so tickled pink that I'm embarrassed. I don't know how to respond. So... Tim Lowe, you're the man. I get to commentate your fights out in Ontario versus Paul Martin. Can't wait, man. Can't wait that I get to once again call your fight. So shout out to you, Tim. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry that this shout out took so long. <laughs> Nothing personal. <laughs> I want to give also a shout out to James Tyler. James Taylor, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, 
again, man, a, a good man. I appreciate you just being a fan of the podcast and, and, and I'm just, I became a fan of you in like a weekend, man. It's awesome. And uh, thank you for your support. I hope you like the shirt and uh, just specific shout out to you. And of course, to the Oracle, as I called him many times on the broadcast, Vinny Shorman. Um, thanks for being a legend. Thanks for being a teacher. You know, you came, it's almost like you came here willing to teach. Like you didn't come here to, I'm just here to commentate. You taught me, um, among other things. Um, it's, it's, I, I don't know how to explain this. You just never think you'd, you'd say, Hey, someone, Hey, have you heard of Vinny Shorman? Like, well, matter of fact, Vinny's my friend, <laughs> but, uh, Vinny, you are my friend and, and thank you. You know why. I don't need to explain it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. This one. We talked to, uh, like we said, Daniel Kishigo. I was really excited to talk to him. I didn't want to bother him on the other end. You know, once I'm, I'm sure he got all sorts of comments and everything. And, and uh, I didn't want to bother him. But it was just a little post on Instagram. He said something just uh, really thoughtful when you look at, all this stuff. And I just sent like a, Hey man, that's a good way to look at it. And he just said, Hey, thanks. And by the way, enjoyed your commentary. So I figured while we're in chatting, let's take the opportunity to say, Hey, let's get on the podcast if you're willing. And, and I, oh man, he's such a cool cat. I was really happy to have him on. It's easy to cheer for Daniel. Even when you look at the circumstances from his point of view, I'm not saying these circumstances, the circumstances from his point of view that happened last weekend, he's handling it properly, man. And, and that's awesome. Shout, shout out to you, Daniel, for sure. Um, before we continue on, a little bit of homework, guys. I know it's been a while, right? Please make sure that you, uh, if you want to do me a favor, please make sure you like the podcast, my silly little, uh, the, what was I calling this lately? The little fight podcast that could. I think I can. I think I can. So, hey, do me a favor. If you think you can, just take your finger and hit that like button. That'd really help. If you want to go another step further and share the podcast with a friend, family, or foe, especially now I'm kicked off Facebook. I don't even know why. Uh, and like I said, who knows? If you share it, a foe might become a friend, maybe even family. But it all starts with sharing the shout out podcast. You'd really be doing me a favor. And if you're a real one, in the words of my man, B Kong, only the real ones subscribe. So make sure you're a real one and subscribe to the shout out podcast. That helps me the most. Of course, please make sure you visit our website, www.shoutoutpodcast.com. If you're looking for a shirt, you just want to wander around, see what's what. Make sure you hit that website. All that there helps me build the podcast so I can do more, more shows, more podcasts, more deep, 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 deep. it all helps. And it's free. You can help me less than 30 seconds for free. I'd really appreciate that. All right, guys, five stars. Listen, man, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. I'm going to get this thing out today. I have Jason Jelaine on the podcast tomorrow. So the referee of that fight, so he can let us know from his perspective why he stopped it. So you can see a fun little thing we got going on here, by the way, completely organic that this happened. Um, so in saying that guys, that's definitely worth five stars. It's Sunday. My kids downstairs. And just listen, I'm here. I'm here for you. <laughs> Hit me with a five stars. I'd appreciate it. Uh, okay guys. So the Muay Thai world cup itself here, let me, uh, just real quick, go over it. I had a great time. I was, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be honest, to perform well on the mic. I was really nervous that Vinny was there too, but, uh, that's okay. I was nervous for all the right reasons. So I was excited. I was nervous. I was excited to go to the weigh-ins and just, just see how the energy of people, it was a stacked card. I mean, the big finals, you know, a lot of people are going to want to be on this event just because of those finals. There's going to be a lot of eyeballs. So the weigh-ins, they did their thing. It was good. And then uh, we did a Vinnie Shorman seminar at my gym on Friday evening. And uh, I just soaked it all in and, and, you know, the proof is in the pudding. 
contact Vinny Shorman and find out why. If you're needing help with things like anxiety, depression, send him a DM. Um, he's magic. So that was Friday. So Saturday morning, uh, where are we at? Yeah, Friday, late night, Saturday. Just trying to think here. You know, I like to get there early, get my homework done, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it came up quick and it was cool to talk to everybody and get a couple stats, you know, do some homework, you know, what's your record and, and where you're from and how you feel about your opponent, all that kind of stuff. Get to talk to the fighters before go time. And, uh, and that's it. So I got to do the junior show as well. I want to give a shout out to uh, Isabella and Bella from Lumpy U Calgary under Chris McMillan. Shout out to you too, pal. Um, they look great. Bella looked like she had fun in there. Uh, Isa, I could tell that you were nervous and in, in, in your own head and that, hey, that's 90% of people. And I loved during the fight, you could, you could see you're taking a deep breath, just dig deep and go. And I just, I'm so proud of you for that. That was, uh, it was hard to be a commentator for a junior fight when your juniors, you know, are in there. So I'm super proud of you girls. Well done. Really proud of you. Um, now a couple of things too. I want to give a shout out to Winnipeg Muay Thai and kickboxing. Um, I don't have a lot of experience with them except for Caleb Dawson. Shout out to him as well. Um, yeah, great, great, great crowd. I love the corner. I, I can't remember who was in the corner. The two ladies coaches in the corner, but not frantic at all. Love having a good time, not breaking a sweat for nothing. Clearly professional. They know what they're doing and their fighters were amazing as well. I'm hoping that we really get to see more of uh, Winnipeg Muay Thai and kickboxing or at least me. Um, Duval. Okay. So if you guys watch, I don't know if you got to, if you were at the fights, but if you watch the Duval, uh, sorry, just I'm making sure I push record. If you watch the uh, the Duval fight, after we have our interview, I say to him, what do you, what's your thoughts, man? Did you see all these people in the crowd? And he was like, a little bit of stage fright. And I kind of thought he was just having fun, you know, being coy. But the reality is, I can't, it happened to me too. So Duval and Tyson Green, and Duval, beautiful fight, man, well done, um, was the first pro fight of the evening. And so that was the first time me going into the ring and interviewing the fighters. So I'm standing in the ring. I'm waiting to talk to Duval. He's, he's getting his pictures done, all that good stuff. And I'm just standing at the mic looking at the ground and I just happened to look up at the crowd about 15 seconds before I talked to Duval. And man, I just see hair and faces everywhere. <laughs> like I was even like, holy shit. Like there's a lot of people out there with some eyes staring at you. <laughs> so so when Deval came over, I, I wanted to know, like, did you notice these faces? It was noticeable that it was way more than I'm used to seeing. And uh, after when we messaged that, he was like, I, I didn't even know until you said it. And then I looked up and, and he had that same feeling. So, man, that was something. That crowd was something. Um, And then, yeah, it was uh, as the fights went on, we got to the finals. And, uh, you know, Taylor McClatchy beat Morgan. I really like Morgan as a fighter, as a martial artist, as a, as a human uh, I like their gym. I admit that I thought it was going to be a closer fight. So hats off to Taylor McClatchy. Great game plan and and and, and took that away. You know, she she made it very clear. So um, congratulations. And then Jake, Jake Peacock and uh, Abdul Wafar. <sighs> Jason, I'm trying so hard to not lose my mind and I can't. I can't. Hey, <laughs> I absolutely lost my mind again. And uh Man, Jake is just so fun to watch. I, I know that they were maybe looking for a finish in the first, but you could feel it in the corner, man. Just the energy from Jake, the energy from the corner, man. You could tell that they were like, man, th we want this to finish right now, one minute or less. And uh, they got after it, man. And uh, I tell you, that front kick of Jake's is disgusting. Nobody wants to eat that, clearly. Anyway, 
he wins first round and just just like an absolute animal was in the driver's seat he got swept a few times from abdul that was good um i did say that round one will tell everything and it did man it didn't even have to go to round two so um wow and then jake runs, runs out of the ring and onto my podcast table <laughs> this shout out podcast sponsored the, the event of course and i was just like ah, hey watch out man my dad's there and you know there's some, some another elderly fellow there and there's a guy with camera you know? <laughs> so in the in the broadcast i'm literally like hey jake that's my podcast table but the uh i didn't get to finish just be careful <laughs> so what a stud man and but but you know what that worked out really good because everybody at my table is taking pictures of jake wow look at this look at this so worked out real good thanks for uh, making my tables uh evening really exciting jake i owe you a beer um, and then the after party, man, it was cool to go up to the casino, go up and, and introduce Vinny and the fighters and never really done that before. It was fun. It was cool. Uh, and then got to smoke a cigar, man. I don't get to do that very often indoors. So that's a good way to cap it. Have a little stogie. All right, guys, quick shout outs before we get to our, uh, so anyway, so then that brings me to the conclusion, you know, and it's sort of like fight depression, like it's like Christmas. There's such a build up, and then. You go home and you go to bed and like, well, now what do I do? Hey, Christmas shirt, eh? Sweet Christmas shirt. Um, I don't even know when the next one is, the next Muay Thai World Cup. Oh, well, I guess January, January 27th, right? So anyway, I want to give some shout outs. Shout out to Kieran Walsh, my friend out in Australia. Uh, Connor from, uh, Connor Derry from Progressive Fighting Academy. He gave me a little gift. I know I'm, I'm just getting over the flu, buddy. I'm on it, but I don't want to give it away. Thanks. I was pretty stoked. Um, Jade H for coming and taking some photographs for me. I want to spruce up my photo game a little bit. I just can't be that guy. Standing there, hands on hips, taking pictures. I feel like such a douchebag. So I decided, you know, if I can hire somebody maybe to, uh, just take some, some pictures of me when I'm in action, that's probably the best way to do it. So thanks for doing that. Giving up your Saturday for that. Uh, Kieran Kettle, as always, uh, I can't thank you enough for trusting me in that position of commentating and post-fight uh, interviews and, and opening up the cards with a little dialogue. Super nervous to do it. It is definitely getting easier, and you personally have uh, impacted my life and, and improved it by doing all this fun stuff. I personally thank you. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the podcast table. Everybody looked like they had fun. Um, we will always be a sponsor of the Muay Thai World Cup. And a big reason I, I want to sponsor and get a table is simply for my dad. So my dad has the best seats in the house for the fight card. Uh, shout out to Eric the Singer. Had a cool little chat. Um, listen, man, this this little, the best and least professional podcast uh, known to man. Always can use a little help. So if, if you can offer a little help, my friend, uh, I'll certainly take it. Speaking of which, Taylor at MMA Journal Canada. Had a few conversations with you today. I really appreciate the help, man. You're one of the, one of the real ones, and I, I really like everything you're doing and you, man. I'm always excited to see you at events. As well, uh, Hannah Combat Fighting Channel, man, this guy pumps out content faster than, like, I can just record it. So, man, that guy's doing good things. I'm, I'm happy to be working with him just, just as a friendship, as a partnership, and nerds, nerds in, in combat sports. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear my kid downstairs. I want to give a shout out to Daniel for doing this podcast as well. I appreciate you taking the time out on a Sunday and uh, being real cool about it, man. This is this was a good podcast. I thank you. Uh, shout out to Kelly. I want to give a shout out to Kelly, who would always be at the Muay Thai World Cup full in support, but instead she picked a fight, found a fight, flew herself down to Mexico, trained, fought, and won. So congratulations, Kelly. If if you can do that all on your own, the rest for the most part seems easy. So shout out to you. That the uh, uh, at the tender age of 22, 
Um, congratulations. That takes a big set of balls and you earn that win. I see you work. Um, I already gave a shout out to Bella and Isabella fighting. And I want to give a shout out to my gym, Arashido Martial Arts, Deerfoot North and the staff that run it. That is a big beehive of a gym. And uh, I can't thank the staff enough. You guys do a phenomenal job. Fight friends, Rudy, JP, the timing Salazar. Saw you today at uh, Edgemont Athletic, buddy. It was a good little chat. I'm, I'm going to come down to the gym and just scoop around, snoop around, do a couple highlights, all that good stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Iron Mike, my man, Chris McMillan. I got two kisses on the cheek um, after the fights on Saturday, and they are not from who you would think they are, but one of them was from Chris McMillan. Thanks, buddy. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Jerome, not Cody Jerome, Mr. Jerome. Uh, talking to me after the fights at the after party. Uh, I appreciate the kind words. I got nothing but kind words back for you, for, uh, for Cody, for PFA and everything involved. Um, obviously this podcast, I tried to look at it from, from Daniel's point of view. So, uh, just don't get upset with me guys. I'm, I'm trying to do the job from both points of view, but the bottom line is I've only praised PFA and those involved. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Jerome, that's you. Ricky Swole, referee, judge from uh, one championship. Muay Thai God, thanks for uh, sharing um, sharing that clip of uh, Tim's head kick knockout. And then I, I wrote as a commentator, I was pretty happy to see that. And out came the haters. Let's talk about that <clears throat> real quick. I used to have thin skin. Used to. People started coming out of the woodwork. Well, what do you mean you were happy? You're supposed to be a commentator. Uh, you're supposed to be impartial. Every commentator in the world knows you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, oh, you're terrible at your job, all this. Hey, you know what? You? <laughs> if I'm so bad at my job, then uh, why aren't you doing it? Or how come I keep doing it? Hmm, weird. Anyway, it's the first time I've really had some haters come out. And uh, I, don't, I don't care. It's fun. I just kind of went back and forth with them. So here's my whole thing on that. Besides just giving you guys the finger for those who don't like me. Uh, I don't care. Life is good. I'm living life. And this is what I want to do with my life. Sorry if you don't like it. But uh, that's the way she goes. And uh, hey, if you don't have any haters, you're not, you're not doing things right. So I'm okay with that. Anyway, wanted to bring that up. Don't, uh, you're supposed to be impartial. Like, yeah, says who? Says every commentator on the planet. Well, I'm a commentator. Well, well, yeah. Give me some names. Which commentators say that? Well, well, exactly. Anyway, just want to throw that in their faces. Muay Thai God, thanks for sharing that, buddy. Uh, Brayden Spartan, thanks for chatting in Thailand. Knockout after knockout after knockout. That guy's just crumbling cats. And I think he said he's got his fifth fight here this month coming up. So staying busy. Phil Lear, David Rose, thanks for coming to the fights and sitting at the table, man. Uh, Lindsey Ray, as always. Shane Charles from the UK, never met the guy before. After the fights, we had, uh, we were talking about Jake and kind of continue to. So shout out to you, man. And thank you for your service. Uh, Francois, the man behind Elite Martial Arts, uh, Marcy, Jay Fuddy, Tawny, Brad Stanton, Carlos, and BJJP, or French Vanilla, or Jiu-Jitsu Gene, or Mean Gene, or Brazilian Gene Jitsu. I've got so many names for that guy. <laughs> He's our Jiu-Jitsu man out of our gym, but um, I thank you for sending me a message when I was really sick there. All right, guys, events. So last weekend we had, uh, just went through, just went by like a few days ago, Real Deal Promotions up in Edmonton. Looked like a good card. I didn't get to see much matchups. Again, I was sick. My cub was sick, but um, I like Jeet and, and I know he was at least, at least contacting me looking for some matchups. So 
Always support you guys. December 9th, Muay Thai in the Park, hosted by Arashido or Lampayu Sherwood Park. Uh, Smoker Arashido only, but phenomenal events. That's the best way to do it. Just the more fights, you know, hard sparring or, or whatever mock fight cards we can do, the better. Um, okay. Other than that, guys, interviews coming up. Like I said, we're going to talk to the referee, Jason Jelaine, tomorrow at the gym. I have Tim and Derek uh, over the Christmas holidays. I'm hoping to talk to Braden Spartan while he's in Thailand. Uh, and Scott McPhail. I know I've talked about it before, but that's he's the ringman. He's he's the first guy at, at the Muay Thai World Cup and the last guy to leave. So he's there to set up the show, tear everything down. He's there all damn day and night. And I bet he's seen some cool stuff. And by cool, I'm whatever fits under that umbrella. Weird, wacky, uh, everything. So I'd love to have him come come in and talk about what it's like to be in his position you know you we get to come in watch the show and go home but he's a massive reason for that um other than that guys that's going to be that so as we wind down here for the year events come to a close i would love to keep hitting some some interviews or even just some general content for youtube but uh here's my here's my my sort of message for 20 2023 it's coming to an end things slow down be with your friends, be with your family, be happy, and go watch Muay Thai. If you can do all that stuff, dude, you're killing it in life. All right, guys. Daniel Kishigo. He tells us what he wants, whether whether he gets it or not. And uh, I'm a fan. So other than that, guys, let's get to the podcast. I'm going to get this out as soon as I can. And let's get ready for Monday. We'll have the response from the referee because even in this one, Daniel tells he still doesn't understand. He still wasn't given an explanation or, or maybe he was, but you're in the heat of the moment or whatever. So let's get him one tomorrow. All right, guys, let's get to it. Daniel Kishigo, the juice. Let's go. him with like three shots i believe and then i try to hit him back with an elbow of my own but i missed he slipped he had yep. good head movement yep and then he let off a flurry of six punches uh one of the uppercuts hit me i believe and then the last hook when he hooked me it kind of uh it hit the side of my head but my glove was up but it hit when it hit the side of my head it kind of turned my body over because mm. of the momentum of the of the shot mm-hmm so turn my body over, and then from there, he started spiking the elbows down on the back of the head. And I don't know. I, and every organization I've ever fought for, or any organization I've ever heard of, doesn't allow shots to the back of the head. Spike elbows is is fine. I yeah. know, like you can use any elbows, whatever. But to the back of the head, I've never heard of that. And um, the thing was, it'd be different if he like landed like one or two to the back of the head then I can kind of like readjust and move my body the way my body can naturally move because I have somewhere to go. But because I kept getting hit downwards on the mm-hmm. back of the head, mm-hmm. my body just kept naturally going gotcha. down. I had nowhere to go. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, like I couldn't posture up. If I postured up, I'm getting hit even harder in the back of the head. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I hear you. So that was a part of the big problem. That's why it was like, that's why I just kept going down, down, down. And then when the referee split us up, I was like, what the f- Am I allowed to swear on here? Give her, man. Fuck shit. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? I'm like, what was that? I looked at him right away. I was like, what was that? No eight count, no warning, nothing. Yeah. yeah. He stopped it. Just like, what? Like, what was that? Yeah. So, yeah, I was, you know, I was obviously really frustrated. Walked around the ring, asked him again, like, what the fuck? Is, why would you do that? Yeah. Um. Did you, did you get like an explanation out of curiosity? 
Sorry? Did you get an explanation? No, I didn't get any explanation. He just said, sorry, man, it is what it is kind of thing. And okay. I get it. Like you're a referee. You're trying to, you're trying your best to like keep me safe, keep him safe and stuff. I get that. But he should have seen the position I was in. I had nowhere to when you're getting hit downwards, you have nowhere to go kind of thing, yep. right? In the corners as well. Yep. And, yep. and it's to the back of the head. And also there's a few seconds left in the round. Like, man, let me go out. Let me get knocked the fuck out or let me try to fight back, you know? Yep. And uh, also yep. like because there's only a few seconds left in the round, give me at least at the very least if there's no warning or a warning for him and a warning for me as well for getting hit downwards, sure. you know, sure. posture up, right? A warning for him, warning for me, sure. You know, a few seconds left. Um, you know, at, at least with an eight count. At, at the very least, give me an eight count. Yep. And then um, you know, that's the whole point of an eight count. So it gives the fighter a chance to get back into the game, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and then yeah, a few seconds left, go back to the corner and re readjust and, you know, think about what I have to do to win the fight instead of calling it off with a few seconds left in the biggest fights of our lives. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I think it was a terrible call. Um, everyone that everyone that I've ever talked to, non-biased, I've talked to people and said, hey, watch this fight non-biased. Like, you don't know me. And yeah. tell me what you think, right? And it's the same thing, right? It's like, what is that? You know, like... Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's very, like... It was just shocking, right? It was just shocking for everybody, I think. It was. It was. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, and, and for someone that's so kind of cool, calm, collected, uh, you, you could tell like you were fighting. It's, it looked to me like you were fighting, like, I'd like to go back in the ring because that's the respectful thing to do. But you could tell you're like, no, I'm pissed. It, it felt like you were at the very end kind of fighting with high shit and like, fuck it. Like, you know, I could felt like you were fighting. Yeah, dude, I've never left the ring in my entire life. I've never, I've always, even in losses, right? Yeah. I have nine losses as an amateur. And I would say out of, I would say four of those losses were decisions that should have went to me. But right. I still stand, I still stood in the ring strong and respected the decision and said, hey, good job, man. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So this one was like obviously like very frustrating because it was so it was stopped so early in my opinion. Yep. With so much and on the line. Also, biggest fights of our lives, right? And it was just I don't know. It just it didn't feel right. So I'm like, why am I going to stand this ring when it just doesn't feel right? Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, like I, I even like I'm very I go off my intuition and instincts as much as possible in my life, and you know my instincts are telling me get out of there, bro. Like they don't deserve to have you in there, really. I fully understand. You know, and um, I even I came up to Cody. Me and Cody met in the center of the ring afterwards, and I touched him on the chest, and I said, "Hey, man, I thought that was stopped too early, but I wish you the best. I I'll be rooting for you." So there you go, man. I, yeah. If, there, if there's anything I learned from that incident to today, it's uh, and I've said this to you, everybody is handling it worse than you on either side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you're, you're the one handling it the best, and, and you're the one that's that's at the center of it. Um, w w were you feeling anything physically when you were getting elbowed in the back of the head? I didn't know it was hitting me in the back of the head. Hmm. Honestly, like I just, I just knew I was getting hit in the back of the head and I'm like, fuck, if I posture up right now, he's just going to hit me even harder in the back right. of the head. Like, right. Just obviously because of physics, like it's pretty obvious. That's right. Yeah. So I hear you. I just, I was waiting for a split for a warning or for an eight count. That's what I was fully expecting. Hmm. So... Um, and then along with that, also, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, we're on Zoom, so the timing is a little off. But, sorry. Um, 
also they label it a TKO, but you you don't get a TKO unless you get an eight count before. And there was not one eight count. So like also that was off, you know, the even the referee at the beginning of the fight was like, this is a five fight round. Like, dude, it's a three fight round, like a three fight. I'm sorry. A five round fight. Yeah. That, that like, was dude, this is a three round fight. Like he's, I don't know what was going on with him. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, it's a tough job being a referee. I've never done it. I can't imagine what it's like, but you know, just like, come on, focus a little bit. Yeah. Well, I, 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 for your sake, for your sake, I promise that I'll get an answer tomorrow. I, I'll have Jason Jelaine uh, in studio face to face. So I'll make sure you get an explanation. And, and he wants to give one. Like he sent me a message and was respectful, but just said like, I would like to clear my position. Like, of course, like it is this, I'm in a bit of a weird position here in the podcast. I'm not, this is kind of, I, 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 I want to be neutral always. I don't, I don't, I've, I've had a few, you said this and you said that. I'm like, come on, guys. I'm really trying to help the community and build the community of, and myself, of course. of course. But so it's weird. It, it's a bit of a weird dynamic to be like, you, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but no, at the yeah, same, you're, at the same you're time, you know. exactly. And this was such a big event that I just feel like if there's anything I can do as a man who's been around this thing for decades is like, let, let's give let's find some answers let you you gave your your side let's have jason give his side and and let's just get to the bottom of it and 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 let's see what happens afterwards i like to say move on but moving on depends on uh, whose version you want right yeah and like i've been i've been in trouble before i've been in trouble a lot and like this referee as well should have known that he should have watched all of the fights any he should have watched all the fights before this tournament, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, us, like us as fighters, like we're in trouble sometimes. And guess what? We get eight counted. We get, we get, you know, we get hit in the corner, whatever. We get flurried up, and then you look like you're gonna get you know, stopped. How and... many fights have you watched? And people come back, right? That's like it, man. my last two fights, even like I almost got knocked out the first fight, and yep. then I knocked him out. Yeah, and they were spectacular, so Hi- highlight real fights, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the evidence is there. And to be honest, so you've had about what seventy fights now. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, along with, I, I feel, and I'm not knocking Jason. I, this is this is just me, my opinion, and, and I can't wait to speak to Jason. I like Jason, but uh, um, besides the 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 eight count thing and the elbow in the back of the head thing and the biggest fight of your life, l- let a guy with seventy fights. This is a guy with experience. Let him figure it out. I guarantee he's already had to do it ten times. He, let him yeah. try to figure it out. You know, with seventy fights, you've been in deep waters more than five times. Yep. So what would you like to see happen next? You, you get your way. I would like to see, first of all, um, the reason why I joined Muay Thai is, 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 first of all, just to get out of trouble. But I've seen that Muay Thai was a sport with respect and integrity. And people were nice to each other. You know, there wasn't much uh, people fucking each other over, right? Right. And um I would just like to see a little bit more integrity in the sport. Yeah. You know, problem, like yeah. things like this. It's like things and, and some more honor, right? Like like for instance, um, you know, after the fight even with, with Cody, um, you know, he could have said, you know what, bad call, but I'm not the ref. I'm not the referee. Instead, this guy's like, Oh, we worked hard for this, whatever. Yeah, you did work hard, but so did I, and so did he, and so did she, right? So it would be yep. nice if there's just a little more honor and integrity in the sport. Yep, no, I understand. You know, this is not UFC. You know, this is not MMA, right? This yep. is Muay Thai, so... Yep. It'd be nice to see some sort of um, 
something happen with this where where it can be looked at by one and see that there's some shots to the back of the head and at the very least a rematch go ahead Cody keep the keep the contract if that's what you want keep the contract fine but at least a rematch so I can get a fair chance to fight the guy you know yeah good good idea man so you get so if it's 100% your way you, you get a rematch for the contract we run it back 100% my way it's obviously a no why would you say no do no the, I don't want the stupid contract why would you say that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a no contest and we fight for the contract that's like obviously what I would want but at the very least a rematch I don't know how is how the contract is going to work with one if like he has to just fight in one or if he can do fights with um uh Muay Thai World Cup in between yes he can or if his first fight or if his first fight with one is against me and go ahead keep the five fight contract i just want to i just want to fight you fairly you know like have a have a fair finish you know if you think you can beat me then beat me beat me fair and square beat me you know if i think i can beat you then let me try to beat you you know let's let's just let's just do it that way clear the mud yeah i got you um that's that's all i would want and you know it's been on the podcast shadow podcast before with kieran I think those scenarios, so I'm not, I'm not letting loose any secrets. I think all those scenarios are real. Like, um, you can fight outside of, uh, uh, one championship. Um, I'll have to go back and maybe listen, but it has to be, I don't know. Kieran did mention that that is a possibility. And just because you are in one championship, it doesn't mean you have a five fight contract. A lot of guys just get a, a one, an addition, right? A one fight. Let's see what happens. Kieran mentioned that. So, Hey man, those are possibilities. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Um, yeah, that'd, that'd be awesome. That'd be that'd be really that'd be awesome because, you know, like Cody said, we worked hard for this. <laughs> so yeah, I, I that'd be it. great. And 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 on the bottom line is like in, in PFA, I love those guys. I love Cody. I'm, so me and Brad Wall were on the same circuit as teenagers. And uh, and by the way, I never ran into Brad. And thank God he was training in Thailand at like Saint Tinoy's gym you know, sleeping on the ground. And, uh, you know, I was playing PlayStation one with my buddies. I would have got smashed. So, so I'm thankful that never happened, but they're, they're good people. They're a good camp. And, and I, I can guarantee that although of course they don't, they wouldn't want to mix any mud. I'm sure they, they have a little bit of, of the same sort of feeling like it, it wasn't as clear maybe as they would like it, or maybe not. I could be wrong, but but, yeah, uh, and I feel bad for Cody too. Like I even uh, he did his job. this to my girlfriend after the fight. Like I feel bad for the guy because he can't even like fully enjoy his win, yep. his quote unquote win. You know, because I feel like I didn't get beat right because it was an early stoppage and like a bad call in my opinion with mm-hmm. the back of the head shots. But the poor guy can't even enjoy his win. You know, because everyone he's just getting attacked all over the place, right? And, yeah. yeah, you know he is a good guy. Like I've yeah. I've shook his hand and. Uh, we had made some little jokes in the hotel in the elevator. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so right like he, he's a good guy. And, yep, he is. You know, so just, I don't have anything against Cody. It's just the circumstance. That's right. Out of both of your guys' control. All right. So, yeah, yeah. So so let's go to the other yeah. side. Let's say uh, nothing. That's it, man. It's been decided. And uh, what what happens next for you? Uh, we'll just move forward and see what happens next. Whatever comes next comes next. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I have, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I want to stay active because I was off for four years, right? And these are my last, these last few fights were my first fights back in a while. So yeah. I would like to stay active for sure. Like if I can get a fight every month or two months, that would be, that'd be ideal for me. Nice, man. Nice. So, okay, good. So the, the, the avenue either way is to be continue, can you fighting? Keep going. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got another. I got another three to five years in me. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah, on. I'm right 30 on. now, so I, I've always said, even when I was like, when I was like, when I hit 20, because I started Muay Thai when I was 16. Okay. So when I when I hit 20, I was like, yeah, I think I'll only do this till I'm about 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure, it's so hard on the body, right? It so. is, man. And and at 16 years old, like uh, like I have a massive knee injury right now, and it's just when you redline it for decades, man, the wheels start coming off at about 35. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you can only floor the car for so long. That's it, man. So let's go back then. So you said you took four years off, and uh, um, before we get to that, let let's talk about like you talked uh, Muay Thai. You, you thought it was you know a, a good respectful art, something that had some integrity and why Muay Thai? What before that? What led up to Muay Thai? You know, where did you grow up and, and, and all that good stuff? Let's, let's, let's hear it, man. Cause I'm going to be real. You know it too. East Canada, West Canada. Those are two different things, man. They're two different scenes. I literally had no idea who you are until the quarterfinals and you start researching it. And of course I know the gym, you know, shout out to Moss and Chris Q. And, but, uh, it's just amazing how we don't find out about these people. I see you kick ass. I start doing some YouTube research. How the hell do I not know about the juice? So, can you fill us? Can you fill us in, man, from the beginning? Uh yeah. So, basically, well, first of all, I can start from the very beginning if you want to have a long conversation. I don't know how much time you have. Uh, um, I got nothing but time, man. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, from the very beginning, I was, um, I was with my mother in Toronto until I was about eight months, and then I was up for adoption. And that didn't work out. My dad scooped in and took me. Um, didn't take me like illegally, but just said, "Hey, I'll take him." Not. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> you know, I don't want to give him up for adoption anymore. <laughs> so my mom just had too many kids, and she was she was um, you know, she's a single mother, so it just it wasn't it didn't work out to have me around, right? So my dad ended up taking me to the reserve where he's from, Chippewas of the Thames, First Nations. Okay. How, nation. it's, how far is it's that right from Toronto? Outside of London, Ontario. Okay, okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, so he took me there. I lived there off and on until uh, I was about 13. Hmm. Lived on the reserve, lived on London, lived in London, Ontario, lived on the reserve, back and forth. Sometimes live with my auntie, sometimes live with my uncle, sometimes live with my dad, sometimes live with my grand grandma, you know. Holy shit, so, man. Okay. That's just how it is on the reserve. You, you got to get passed around. Okay. On the family, right? Um. So yeah, but basically, there's nothing to do on my reserve. We have two thousand, three thousand people. Um. There's not much to do, so there's a lot of fighting. Growing mm. up, even just even just for fun, right? You just fight <laughs> fight your cousin for fun. Hey, you want to go? You want to go? Sure, let's go. Shirts come <laughs> off and start scrapping. <laughs> That's madness. <laughs> yeah. So grew up kind of fighting. Um. Played hockey. For about ten years. Oh, okay. Growing up, I was about fourteen. I was always fighting in hockey too, and played lacrosse for a few years. That's fighting, a very physical sport. Fighting and, lacrosse. Uh, a little bit, yeah. no, actually, because you take out so much aggression in lacrosse, like you're cross-checking people and you're slashing them, and because it's already so aggressive, I, like we didn't get into much fights, my team. Okay. You know, but there is lots of fights in lacrosse. Sure is, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so off and on reserve in London until I was about 13. And then I permanently lived in London until I was 16. Hmm. And, um, I was getting in too much trouble, man. Like all my friends are going to jail and stuff. And, you know, that, that typical, 
about that age group, you know, you, you kind of take a fork in the road, right? Yeah, and I, I knew from a younger age that I didn't want to be really around all that. Like, I mm. was around it just because of my circumstances. Yep. I was always around it, right? We kind of grew up poor, so I see. I was always around that, but I did. I never really, I knew in my mind, that even as a young kid, even 11, 12, I knew I didn't want this, you know? Mm, okay, good. Smart. So my dad uh, gave me the option when I was 16. He said, uh, you know, I'm moving to Las Vegas, and I'm going to move to Los Angeles. He said, uh, you can come with me or you can live with a friend. It's up to you. Wow, man. Those are hard decisions for a young man or a woman. Yeah. Yeah. So I I thought about it for about a week. And then I said, you know what? My cousin, Ashley, Ashley Nichols, she actually fights in. uh, Damn right, man. Shout out to Ashley Nichols. Shout out to Ashley Nichols. She fights for um, Niagara Top Team now. Mm -hmm. She's out fighting UFC Fight Pass. She's a champion out there. One of the best to ever come out of this country. Yeah, one of the best female Muay Thai fighters. Yeah, yeah out of this country, to damn name, right. I would say for damn sure. Right. She's my first cousin, so Is that she's right? my auntie's daughter. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. So she's like a sister to me growing up. Like I said, like when my dad wasn't there, then her mom would be there to watch me. Or if her mom wasn't there, then my dad would be there to watch them. Huh. Right. So crazy. Yeah, she's like a sister to me. Can I ask and, you a question, uh, man? What's up? What? <sighs> I don't know how to say this. What's it like um, to have what sounds like that little of like uh, security as a, I don't know how you say it, like like um, home base? I don't know. Uh, as, a, as a young man, how do you, what, what was that like? Yeah, like? The longest I've ever lived anywhere was two years. And that was like in my, in my adulthood. Man, like, so, so, so looking back on that, like like I, I, I don't I don't if you don't want to talk about this I understand man I'm just very curious like we I, can uh, talk about anything I love talking about this kind of stuff honestly because my life right and, of course and that's what I want in this thing lot- man sorry go ahead well that's what I want in this thing like like so as I'm trying to f- f- see and hear all this stuff I, I just keep thinking like uh a, a kid that uh uh just sort of went with the flow and didn't have a lot of security when you look back on that uh, how like what, what, I don't know how to say. What, what do you? What are your thoughts on it? How do you feel about it? Like like what? What did you learn? Take from that? You know what I mean? Like that's very. That it sounds yeah. like unusual circumstances from my point of view. Yeah, I mean, um, most reserves. I, I haven't been to all the reserves around Canada and America, but it's a similar story, right? Hmm. And um, so, to me, it, coming up, it was normal. To me, growing up, it was normal for me, right? Because all the other kids are going through their own shit too. Gotcha if not a lot worse, right? So um, for me, it was normal until I went to high school. And then I realized like, okay, like my life isn't the same as these city kids, you right, know? <laughs> right, right, So, so yeah. Um, and, and like I said, to me, it was normal. Um, yeah, I didn't have, I didn't realize that I had some uh, deep-rooted stuff going on until maybe my like mid-20s. I see. You know that, like, okay, I got to deal with some of my problems okay. here. Okay, I understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, but I, yeah, I, like I said, I enjoy talking about this kind of stuff because you actually don't get that much opportunity to talk about yourself too much. Well, I don't, anyways. Like my hmm. life, nobody really knows my entire life except for my really close people. You know. Yes, yeah, I understand. Um, like my girlfriend, my father, and. 
Um, like even my coach, Chris, like, like I said, I moved to Cambridge when I was, uh, I moved. So I'm just going to get back into the story. No worries, so basically man. my dad, um, said, do you want to come with me to Las Vegas or Los Angeles, or you can live with a friend. And I said, I thought about it for about a week. And I said, you know what? Ashley is out living in Ashley Nichols is out living in Cambridge. Hmm. And she was married to Chris Q, the coach of oh, Mass okay. Boxing. Yeah, They're yeah. married for quite a while. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Shout so out to Chris I, too, by the way. Yeah. So I actually um, lived with them until I was about 19. Okay. So I moved out there and lived with them until I was about 19. But like I said, like not a lot of people know about my life story, quote unquote life story. It's not mm-hmm. every little detail, but it's, sure. it's the basis. Not even, not even uh, uh, Chris. Like Chris knows a lot about me as like an uh, older teen right. um, an adult, you know what I yeah, mean? But yeah. I haven't really shared my life with anybody. I kind of like to keep it to myself, but my apologies. Sir. Now I'm uh, <laughs> old enough to share it. You know, I don't mind sharing it. I understand. Um, so yeah. So once you moved in with uh, Ashley and Chris, was was that your first taste of Muay Thai, or were you already into it by then? Yeah. So um, I stayed with them for about a week, hmm. and then uh, I had my first fight. Oh, okay. In, uh, in my first week, because I came, <laughs> I came to Cambridge and I was like, I just told them, I'm like, hey, I want to, I'm here, I want to fight. Oh my god. Like, okay, let's, you know, we're going to have this in-house next weekend, actually, so we'll set you up with a guy. Perfect. Why and, why, uh, why stifle those who want to fight, man? Why stifle those? When people come in and go, look, I want to fight. Like, All right, just get just get them in. Like, they clearly want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, so I had my first fight in my first week, and then I just, I went home for uh, for a year, and then I just I said, man, I I freaking I could all that's all I could think about was that was that training and the fight and like how nice the people were in the gym and it wasn't egotistical at all and good nice it was just a nice place to be you know it felt safe compared to like how we grew up you know good call so, so yeah the next year I went and I lived with them permanently until I was about nineteen okay okay and then and then yeah. did, so have you been training there the entire time. Yeah, I've been there the entire time. Yeah, you man, that's that's a, a thing you don't see much anymore. Loyalty in in the martial arts game. So. Yeah, well, I have to say, I moved to Toronto a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and um, while I was in Toronto, obviously because I couldn't make the trip down to uh, Cambridge, it's about an hour away. Okay. And so I was out in Toronto for work. So I hit up uh, Bazooka Joe's. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to Joe. And, uh, yeah, I was there for about a month or two. Okay. So. And then I came. I moved back to Cambridge, and I. Um, I uh, went back to mass. Nice. Just, I guess yeah. if you're used to moving so much, then what's the big deal, right? You moved, it didn't work. Okay. I'll just move back. Just. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so when, when did you start taking school and you obviously had a break now? Now, if you had a four year break, you compiled, well, basically 65 fights or 67 fights before you took that four year break, if I'm assuming, um, where did where did all this experience come from? Like I've, I've watched quite a few fights on Friday night fights. Um, you know, I did my little bit of homework, but but where did all this experience come before you decided to take a break and concentrate on school? Oh, it just came from like like I said, like the first week at the gym, I was like, I want to fight, so they got me a fight, and then uh, you know, anytime there was a fight, we would we would we would just fight because the the saying was fighters fight. Right? That's it. Yeah. So I would just, I would take any fight. Didn't matter what weight I was fighting at 140 to 165. Jeez. Hey. You know, yeah. Like I would eat to make 165, you know, so. You're a real one. Hey, you're a real fighter. Fighters fight. 
Yeah, like yeah, like it's just, yeah. To me, like I like I said, it's just a fight, right? Like fighters fight. I've been fighting my whole life, so it was, it's just a fight. And that's like, you know, goes back to this final. I was like, man, it's just a fight, bro. Let me fight. Let me go out on my shield, bro. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's earned. It's earned. But for sure. But yeah. So like, I I remember fighting in 2013. I fought six times in one month. What? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there was a tournament. I won this. Uh, the TBA is actually. Oh yeah, yeah, good tournament. TBA and A class. I fought three times and won that tournament. And then, um, and then I fought three other times the weekends after. Okay, holy cow, man! So it was six times in one month. Yeah. Nice, nice. So we we're, we're just fighting all the time. You know, it's a little bit different now. Yeah, for sure. Um, are, are pros allowed to fight at the TBAs? I think they are. Right, A class. Are they still allowed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the pros and the amateurs can meet. Yeah, I do think the problem with that is once people see who the pros are, the amateurs fiddle. You know, bye bye. Ouch, broke my finger. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah. Um, what's your thoughts on uh, the Muay Thai World Cup coming to Ontario? Oh, they're coming to. I didn't know that. Yes, sir. Uh, January twenty seventh, I believe, is the first professional show. I can't remember where, but outside of the city. Um, I can't remember what what reserve. Is it on reserve? Yeah, I can't remember which one though. Is it, so is it in Oneida or Chippewa? I, I I couldn't tell you, man. I'm sorry, but uh, that'd be awesome if they came because those are my reserves. Those are where I'm from. Well, listen, man. So, I, I, wheels are so in motion. I mean, if, Professional Muay Thai. It's going down. Yeah, man. If I, like I said, obviously, like if uh, Cody doesn't want to accept this fight or um, one championship. Sorry, my uh, cat's going crazy in the back here. No worries. I got a kid. I'm surprised um, he hasn't interrupted yet. <laughs> yeah so cody doesn't want to accept this fight in one championship or one championship doesn't want me to fight him in one championship for the first fight if he wants to accept this fight on the 27th of january on my reserve that'd be that'd be an honor that'd be amazing i mean that would, I, that'd be something i'd be really interested in for sure well and i again i don't know how this works i mean he's still technically the wbc super welterweight champ so maybe if it's not a three round uh one championship fight it could be for his title yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm down for whatever. And if he doesn't want to, uh, if he doesn't want to fight me, then that's fine. I'll, 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 it'd be nice to get on the show and fight somebody because that's right. literally where I'm from, right? So damn right, man, damn right. If it, if it is there, if it is on Oneida or Chippewa, I don't know where it is yet. I'll find out, man. I, I mean, I mean, I, oh shit, I, I was gonna say I could look for my phone, but I'll, I'll send you a message. I'll find out. Um, okay, awesome. Yeah, well, I, and I'd like to see that too. So. Now, before we get there, the four-year gap, Where what made you stop fighting? And I, cause I know I heard a little bit on the quarterfinals, like, you know, it's it's been a while, you're you know coming back out. So what were you doing in school? And then was it just this tournament that was like, man, let's go? Or were, were, were you having that itch? Just uh, just kind of give us that, that scenario of your life right there. Uh, well, I'll just be real. Um, fucking, I was 25. I had my first pro fight. I against a guy who was 99 and oh and uh <laughs> i don't think he was i dropped i dropped him in the first round dropped him in the second round uh the body shots i ended up beating and him and then uh after that fight um yeah i'll just be real like i said me and my coach just kind of were getting along mm -hmm. a little bit and you know i was i was it's it's a lot of it's my fault because i don't like to listen Sure. That's all right, man. Yeah, young man, young fighters don't. Me man. That, <laughs> yeah, 
like a lot of people that know me know that, that I don't really like to listen to anybody, you know, and <laughs> that was a mistake that I think I made because I was like young. I was, sure. I was 24, 25. Right. And so, so yeah, basically I just, I just, I, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to focus on work. Yep. And, uh, I was still dabbling in Muay Thai. Like I was still going to train like two times, three times a week or whatever, and then lifting weights and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I was just mostly focusing on work and uh, living a normal life for once because lived such a soldier militant lifestyle for so long. Yep. It was nice. It was nice to uh, sit back, have a barbecue on a weekend with yep. some friends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when you're in training all the time, you can't even hang out with anybody. Yeah. If you're not you know, training, you're beat up, watching your diet, going for a run, thinking about the next fight, watching your weight, you know, watching your water intake, your salt intake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On yeah. yeah. top of that, you got to work. If you have yeah. a relationship and a yeah. family, you got to, they come first. That's right. That's right. You know, so you can't, you can't hang out with anybody. You can't go out to eat nothing. Right. right. So it's definitely, uh, it's not for everybody. So yeah, I yeah. was just enjoying the, the four years of just living my life kind of, Nice. And then, uh, what's that? That's great, man. I, I think that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, it, it matured me, right? I mm. got to uh, experience life in different avenues and stuff like that. Um, And then I was working out at a good life. I was doing some deadlifts nice. at 185 pounds. <laughs> and then uh, Kieran messaged me. He said, hey, man, I have this opportunity for you to fight in this tournament in seven weeks. And I said, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I haven't fought in like four years. I don't, I don't know. And he said, well, you're not going to be able to turn this down. And I'm like, why is that? He said, well, it's for a hundred K. Put on another back, plate. You know? and I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I weigh at 185 right now. What's the fight at? He's like 155. I'm like 30 pounds, seven weeks. A little, little bit of a fat camp. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dang. Hey. And that was, yeah. So, did you did you think about it or were you trying to play coy? Like, I'll think about it, but like, holy shit, man, 100K? Uh, I, I asked him if he could talk to Chris. Smart. Smart. Yeah, so I was like, can you reach out to Chris because he's my coach. And uh, I was like, can you reach out to Chris and just, you know, talk to him first. Nice. And then, yeah, Chris called me and he's like, hey, man, you want to you take another shot at this or what? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. If you're going to take another run, that's, that's a perfect opportunity. And fighters yeah. pay attention let your coaches and managers do the talking. You do the training, let them do the talking. Smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So coming so coming up to that then, the quarterfinals, you find out who you're fighting. Um, what were you feeling? Were you, were the nerves coming back of having a, a, a long layoff? What, what, was, uh, what was the feeling like? Honestly, there was like no, it was like, there wasn't that much pressure. Yeah. It felt like for me. Right. So it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice not to have any pressure. Sure. I kind of felt that post right. when, when we had that talk in center ring, you were just kind of like, ah, you know, Hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm doing my business. Thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, whatever, I'll see you at the next one. And just pretty neutral about yeah, it. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, yeah. Because honestly, like I've built a really nice life for myself. Um, I'm a millwright, a welder millwright by trade. And, uh, so I built a really nice life for myself. Love hearing that. Man. Four years. I've been away from Muay Thai. So, even without Muay Thai, like I'm making good money and I have a nice life with my family. Beauty. So that's, that's why I don't put a lot of pressure on myself anymore. Like I used to, like, you know, before that I was, uh, you know, sleeping on floors, sleeping on couches. That's the Muay Thai life. Trying to get by and there's, yeah, there's so much pressure on winning a fight because that was my everything, you know? Gotcha. And, 
and like yeah and it just it wasn't healthy at all right so no uh, and by um, the way I, I like hearing you say that i've built a nice life for myself like yeah man i like hearing that especially yeah. from muay thai fighters good for you yeah 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 so you know i had no pressure really going into the fight i felt really good going into that fight really confident um but i'll tell you man i, I was only training three times a week for that fight uh, why because <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was just trying to get the – so at the time when I got the call, I was living in Toronto, but Cambridge is over here, like I said, an hour, an hour and a half away. Mm. So I'm, with traffic, it's an hour and a half. Right. So I'm working full-time in Toronto, and then it's an hour and a half drive to get to Cambridge after work. Sometimes I'm working late because I'm a millwright, so you just got to – Get the job you just got to finish your job. Yeah, you can't leave. You can't just leave whatever yeah. you want. So, you know, sometimes I wouldn't get home till like seven at night or whatever. And I just, I can't make it to Cambridge. Right. So the times where I could make it, I would go and then I would, um, lift weights and hit the sauna and do my runs, uh, in my apartment building. Yeah. Yeah. On the other days. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. So was a lot of this happening, uh, through COVID like, you know, we all, we all were, uh, you know, by ourselves in our own squares and definitely not training anywhere. So what was, uh, were you still trying to train through all this or was that during the time too where you're like, you know, just, you know, fuck it for right now? Yeah. During COVID I said, fuck it. I yeah. wasn't really training during COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was doing my runs and stuff like that. Like, cause I like to be, I like a healthy lifestyle. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was doing my runs and stuff like that. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't really training too much. Nice. Yeah. Okay. What was, uh. What was it like, man, when you landed that overhand left? Let's start with Lance Dixon, who, who, by the way, Kyle Messenger says, so he, Kyle's fought him twice. And he said, the first time I fought him, that was the hardest someone's ever punched me. So he said, the second time you're kind of like, ah, you know, was that just a thing? And he's like, oh, no, no, that guy still is the hardest I've ever been punched. Um, <laughs> uh, were you feeling that at all? Or, or just what was it like? I always think of it when you land, especially you, I, I broke down your fight with a hand from combat fighting channel. Shout out to him. Uh, on YouTube and it just you go from sort of like the weight to the back foot and you transfer it perfectly to the front foot with your front hand that it just looks like you must feel that from the end of your knuckles down to your toes like mm, yeah what was it like a when you landed that thing and I hear you said it before that's not anything you kind of practice you just pull that shit out when you're in trouble a little bit but uh boy that's quite something you got in your pocket there when you're in trouble yeah, I should have used it on Cody. <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, just like, oh, you should have taken a knee, right, to just get the eight count. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. why didn't yeah, I think of that? No, right? exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, um, yeah, he was strong. He was a uh, he was the biggest guy in the tournament. Is that right? right? If I'm not mistaken. God, I could have sworn it was you or Cody. No, man, he was big. So he came in. So I don't know if anybody knows this, but he came in overweight the first fight. Oh, okay. Unaware. Yeah, so he came in overweight. He came in the pound, the scales were a little bit light as well. They're like two pounds light. Mm -hmm. And he, he came in three pounds over. So he was five pounds heavy. Ooh. Yeah. So he was big. Like when I seen him, I was like, fuck. I was like, I, I wonder, please don't let it be him. You Is know? that right, eh? <laughs> He's a big boy. Huh. But funny. um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, when he clipped me with that hook, it was behind the ear. So I think it hit the equilibrium. Yep. And just kind of it just my back like I didn't I wasn't like flashed. Or anything like that, but my balance, my legs definitely kind of went a little bit when yep. he hit me. Yeah, been there. So like, oh, okay. Like after he hit me, I'm like, all right, I'm in a fight now. Right. You know, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm swinging for the fences now. <laughs> Indeed. 
Um, yeah. did, did you know when you clipped him with that left hand that it was over? Like the second you touched him? Um, I didn't, I thought he was going to beat the count. Um, just because you're always prepared to keep going, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I'm not going to sit there and be hopeful that it's over. Yeah. You don't... know, I'm, I'm thinking, come on, man. Like, let, let's keep going. Right. Like I got to have that mindset. Right. Yep. So I wasn't sure if he was going to beat it or not. I thought he was going to beat it, but then I seen his eyes and his eyes were all cross-eyed and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, from, from the commentary table, like right when he stood up and you could just tell, man, he was not, nothing was going on. He was, he was really out of it. I, I assumed it was going to be over. Yeah. It looked like he was kind of looking for me, right? He's like, where is he? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, so you you get past your quarterfinal where you just kind of like, Hey, let's just go back to life. Or was there any sort of thought like, you know, holy shit, man, this, this might be real, you know, like it, did you add in, like you said, there's no pressure well, after that fight. Was there like, Hmm, maybe a little pressure. I can win this. Maybe, maybe there's something here. Yeah. So, um, I forgot to mention, I actually fought him with a broken right hand. I heard that rumor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So my right hand was broken. Actually, I broke it two weeks before the fight. I I was trying on the MMA gloves to try to, you know, wing some punches with them because I'm not. I haven't been. I haven't put like trained MMA in a while. Right. 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 So I was uh, swinging around the punches with the MMA gloves on the mitts there, and I hit this nasty hook, and it just it cracked right away, right down the middle. Right down the middle of my uh, is that right? hand there, and I told my co- I told my trainer right away, Justin Justin Gray. He's been training me for all these fights. Uh, um, um, that's the guy holding the pads for you in all those videos. Yeah, yeah, Dude. yeah. He was in the corner of the last fight as well. Seen that fellow fight in Calgary many times back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. And uh, but yeah, I told him right away. I'm like, right when I, after I hit, I'm like, I just broke my hand, bro. <laughs> and he's like. What? Oh, well, let's go. We got to finish this round, you know? So, we just <laughs> so? <laughs> finished off, finished off with some elbows and knees and stuff <laughs> like go. that. But yeah, man, I, I had a broken hand going into that fight. So uh, that left hand landed, landed perfectly for me. And right when needed to, obviously, so you didn't have to use your right hand. Yeah. So after that fight, then how long was it until you could get ready training for the semifinals? I mean, obviously you had to take some time off. Yeah. So my right hand, uh, healed up maybe about two weeks after that fight okay Not four weeks yeah. um yeah but then i end up getting a what's it called a tennis elbow oh yeah on the same arm mm-hmm. so i got tennis elbow so i did i had it for eight weeks oh boy so yeah like i wasn't i didn't throw any elbows with that or anything for the whole training camp leading up to jason mm-hmm. and so um i was like fuck you know like i'm like fucking like god god or creator or a law or whoever you want to uh, believe in and it's like really testing me like you know when you're not going to win this tournament easy you know <laughs> like every, every fighter goes into a fight a little bit injured but like mine's like broken bones and stuff and i'm like right oh. <laughs> like why why can't you just make this a little bit easier for me right yeah so um yeah i was honestly really nervous going into the second fight because the guy had beat me three times right right so and and uh, Okay, so I, I was curious about that. Where, where, since he's beat you three times, and, and I, I think I watched one or two of them on, on YouTube. And by the way, you guys, like, your body dramatically has changed since then, man. Like, your shoulders have gotten so wide. Uh, yeah, so they they, um, they actually reposted that fight three years ago. Okay. But that, was, that fight actually happened in uh, 2013. Okay, so you look like a young fellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They took it down for some reason. 
and then they put it back up hmm. about three years ago. But that fight actually happened nine or ten years ago. Okay, okay. And was that the last fight? That was the last fight we had, yeah. Okay, so there's not so much of like, ah, he's got my number because that was so long ago. Yeah, and that's what I was telling him too after the first round. I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm not a little kid anymore, so we're going to have a Shit's good one. Shit's different. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, now... I lost my mind, man. You guys were right in front of me, and he throws nine elbows. And then here it comes, yeah. the overhand left. What was, uh, yeah. what was, what was in your, I don't, even, I don't even know if you can recall, but can, can you recall what was going through your mind in that chaos in that corner? You guys had a couple chaotic times in the corner, but, but right at the finish there, uh, what was going through your mind? Um, well... He clipped me right before that with a check hook, right? Yep, yep. Oh, oh, and, I uh, want to ask you. That was a knockdown, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. He flashed me. Yeah. Right, I remember. I remember, <laughs> he yeah. He flashed me. But I got up quick, and I can attribute that to probably to the 10 years of hockey, right? If you fall over, you get up quick. And 70 fights, man. Yeah, and 70 fights. So I got up quick, and I pretended like nothing happened. But yep. yeah, he caught me there with a nice little <laughs> check hook. So he, he he knew he knew he hurt me because he even like shrugged his shoulders like, what the fuck? Yeah, and yeah. then he, he came after me, right? So that's why he put the pressure on so hard with those elbows and stuff because he knew I was a little bit dazed. Hmm. And um, But man, while he was elbowing me and shit, dude, I had my eyes open the whole time. You know, the camera can't catch that stuff, right? Right, but, right. I'm here like this, right? Yep. I'm here like, like this, block, blocking, 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 right? And it looks like from the crowd, I'm getting beat on. Right. But he only landed one elbow out of those nine elbows. Yep. Yep. So when he landed one, he threw like three more, but I blocked them. And then I'm like, okay, I got to get, I thought he was going to stop and like kind of like pick his shots a little bit more after that. I thought he was going to stop soon. So I'm like, okay, this guy's going to stop soon with this stupid little flurry and I'm going to be able to <laughs> uh, fight again. But he kept going, man. So I'm like, okay, I got to push this guy off and just, uh, you know, throw some punches out there. Created a half yeah, second of space. Right I just seen his chin right down the line and it, it landed perfect. Love it, man. Love it. And you knocked him down right before that too. Was that was that a, a telling sign for you? I mean, he's leaking now pretty bad out of his eyebrow. You knocked him down. Were you like, okay, man, I'm in this driver's seat here. Are you still just, I mean, because he was, he was coming, man. Were you still very much in the fray of the fight? Yeah, and that was awesome commentary, uh, by the way. I appreciate it, man. Right Thanks. before that first knockdown, you're like, oh, it looks like Daniel's uh, finding a home for his left hand. <laughs> Dang. And then right <laughs> after you said that, I landed the left hand. And you're like, ah, oh, somebody give me a paycheck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making that me look good, awesome, man. man. <laughs> yeah, people love that commentary, man. That, that, made the, that made it so exciting. Awesome. Awesome. I'm glad you liked it, man. Um, so uh, I'm assuming you, we just went over. He gets up. He's very wobbly. Now, you said, don't be hopeful. Be ready to fight. So I'm assuming it was the same thing. He's wobbly, but you're like, you know, LFG, man. Just let this guy go and let me tear him apart. I'm assuming that's kind of what you're, the same similar mindset in the corner? Yeah, I knew he was fine when he got up. Like when I first dropped him, I was like, oh, I got him. Hmm. Like, in, like for a split second, when I first dropped him, I'm like, oh, he's done. But then when I seen him get up, I seen it in his eyes, like he was game. And I was like, okay, let's go. And then uh, Crew Jeff was in my corner. Shout uh, out to Jeff. The, tra the trainer of uh, Taylor, who also uh, won. Who got to hurt. Damn right. And, um, but yeah, he was screaming in the corner. Um, flying knee, flying knee. <laughs> That's right. So I went for the flying knee when he, when he beat the count. But uh, yeah, he caught it. And yeah. yeah, he was fully, he was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, the fight gets waved off. 
you you're the winner you guys kind of have a little embrace in the center and i was re-watching that today you can tell the refs like hey hey are you guys gonna you know and you could tell that in my opinion it was you that was totally just kind of let your guard down like hey man you know good fight all that kind of good stuff it was it was a it was a good embrace of guys that have some history so what was the high like on that now that you've won your hand is raised you kind of feel like you corrected some of those wrongs you know as someone who's got three losses on you well, what were your feelings after that just just after the win itself that specific win yeah and those three losses where i lost to him like i was very young and uh they were by points right so it's almost it no nice point to... in even bringing him up hey pardon me it's almost there's almost no point in bringing them up you guys are completely different people at this point yeah and yeah. he won by points those three other fights and uh some would say the first fight i actually won it was hmm. like a you know so there there are always close fights um and they're like i said he won by points so it was nice to to beat him definitively hmm. nice you know that time yep. Yep. and um but uh yeah, man, I felt I felt great after that fight just because it was like a he was like the boogeyman, right? Because right. he actually beat he actually beat Justin as well, my trainer. So okay. me and Justin came up. Me and Justin came up around the same time, right? Okay, okay. And um, yeah, he beat Justin before as well. So we were like, "Fuck, bro! Like, we got to get this Come guy. Bro. <laughs> he beat us both. <laughs> right. We have to get this guy." That so it felt sense. really nice to to seal that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No kidding, man. Two, yeah, two knockouts. And you know what's funny? I just had a, a couple people like. Um, it, newer fans, the educated ones know, but the newer ones are like, oh, you know, he, he can't rely on that overhand left. And I'm like, well, tell that to the last two guys he fought. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, it, and you know what? We train not to throw it this fight. Is that right? Um, against Cody. We train not to throw it because I actually, um, so that last shot that I landed on Jay Hines to knock him out, yep. it was a sacrificial punch because I actually broke my thumb. And... And uh, I had to get surgery on it. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah, so, so yeah, we actually trained this fight not to throw it so I don't break my hands again. Right. Well, but besides and, that, uh, if you watch you fight, man, you have a beautiful, uh, you know, southpaw left, uh, uh, right hook, awesome knees. You had a couple good sweep, beautiful left kick. Like, it, everybody sees that the casuals see the overhands, and that's good. That's fine. But but uh, there's, there's definitely, I, I definitely got to learn a lot about your game. Um throughout those man and, and it was uh but yeah obviously the overhand left sure is an exclamation for you hey yeah actually most of my knockouts in muay thai are from my left knee okay um, okay i don't actually those are my first two knockouts from the overhand <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah so most of my knockouts are with my legs actually okay but uh yeah unfortunately i, I was just i was uh with cody i was definitely uh, hunting with those little gloves where yeah. i should have just been playing uh muay thai a little bit more yep yeah i understand and Cody's the kind of opponent who's not going to let you, you know, play play the game and measure up and stuff. You know, he's he's going to come make it a yeah, fight. He's good, man. He had good pressure. Yeah. Did you did you feel so? I did say in the commentary, and I've said it about Cody before too. I was curious. He just seems to have this thing where it's like an, I I see it, and I'm curious if you felt it. Where he's just like, man, fuck this. I'm just going to turn it up to ten. Like it, it looks like it's just a decision. Okay, this is kind of close. Fuck it. I'm turning it up to ten. Did did you feel when he did that? Like he, he just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain. He just all in. Yeah. Yeah. When he lands a shot, he gets a lot of confidence. Yeah, and yeah. if, uh, if, um, if you take a step back, he, he gains a lot of confidence. Yeah. It seems. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. Because the first two minutes of the fight, I was moving forward the whole time and I was, I was winning or maybe a minute and a half. Sorry. Look at like a couple Rams, man. Um, you, you guys had a similar game plan. No backing up. 
Yeah. And in the moment that I like backed when he felt and he was strong in the clinch, when he felt me in the clinch and he, uh, he landed a couple shots, um, exiting the clinch. Mm -hmm. And then I stepped back a couple times. That's when he really gained his confidence. So I think, uh, um, fighting him, you can't really step back. Right. Cause mm -hmm. there's like a, yeah, there's like a switch in his brain where that like signifies, okay, this guy, this guy doesn't want to fight me. He's moving backwards. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what his thought process is, but that's sure. what it seems like. Well, sure, sure. And, and if anyone's going to have a proper understanding of what it feels like, that would be you. It was only a week ago, you know? Um, yeah. And honestly, like, honestly, like I was never hurt by any of his shots. He's just, he had the flurry. Yeah. Well, the flurry was like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Like, you know, figure it out, figure it out, Daniel. Let's go. Right. Mm. But nice. it wasn't like he like rocked me. Yeah. You know, he caught me off balance uh, before the fight ended. He caught me off balance to get me into that corner. Yep. So my feet kind of stumbled into the corner, but it, I wasn't hurt at all. So like he doesn't really hit very hard, but he definitely has uh, a nice flurry. He yeah. has a good mid. It's like a mid short range flurry with his hands that he's really good at. Hmm. Yeah. Good shit, man. Good assessment. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. All, all right, man. Well. Listen, we're getting slightly near the end here. So a couple nerd questions for myself. Um, as a Southpaw man with 70 fights, if you could give some advice to some Southpaws with, let's say, 10 fights, what would you give some Southpaw advice? What Southpaw advice would you give? Mm. I would say use the teep more. Mm. Yeah. Use the teep more because the bodies are so close together from that angle. Yeah. Because I'm standing Southpaw and most people are standing right-handed. The teep is like, it's like the jab for your legs, right? Yep. Yeah. Good call. And um, I would say use the teep more as a southpaw. You know, mm. teep the hip, teep the stomach, teep the solar plex. On the on the close side. Teep the leg. Yeah, on that close side. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Because it's so close. It's so close. You can use it as a jab, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Love it. And um, yeah, that that's probably that's probably the advice I would give for okay. a southpaw. Love it. That, like maybe I haven't heard because most people say, you know, angle to the right, throw the left hand, right? Yep. Or angle to the right, throw the left kick, angle to the right, throw the left knee. But I would say, honestly, for me, what works a lot for me and how I went, won most of my fights is from my teep because mm -hmm. I, I set up everything off of my teep. Like even when I fought the first guy in the tournament, I was teeping him so much. Yep. Even um, even Jay Hines, when I landed the first left overhand, it was because I teeped him and then I faked the teep and then left hand. Right. Nice. Right? Like, everything comes off of my teep. Smart. And, um... That's good Muay Thai. Yeah, like, even the last fight with Cody, I didn't... Like, I was I was, I was headhunting with the hands and the hooks. But, you know, I should have been using my teep, like how I always do. I was just... It was definitely, um... It was definitely, like, a tense kind of moment in there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the tensest. I get it. <laughs> um, yeah. Who would you say are your three, fi three favorite fighters of all time and why? I don't have any. No, don't have any favorite fighters. <laughs> no, I don't have any favorite fighters. No, don't I have pull any... a little bit from. I pull a little bit from everybody, kind of thing. Sure. Nobody. But nobody. I, I, okay, I'll tell you. The first, the first fighters that ever got me into fighting when I fell in love with fighting was the Diaz brothers. Okay, Nick and Nate. When I was like fourteen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, when I was watching UFC. It's amazing. Those guys today are cultural icons. Hey, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I just, I just loved like when I was like 13, 14, They reminded me of me and my friends, you know, mm -hmm. just scrappy dudes, and they just wanted to fight, you know, that's and it. they would give you so much attitude while they're fighting you. <laughs> and uh, they actually, they're part of the reason why I joined fighting is because 
You know, they made it look fun. It's like, oh, you can have fun and make money fighting. Right. Okay. Like, I, I want to try this out. Nice. Nice. Right on. So, yeah, I would, say, I would say the Diaz brothers. Okay. There you go, man. Love it. And mm. uh, if you could fight living or dead, if, if someone, if I came to you and said, Daniel, I got $10 million. You got to fight three guys. I'll bring them back from the dead if you need to. Um, who are your top three? Out, out of respect, nothing out of like, I hate that guy. But like, if there was three guys like, man, I'd love to see my skills up against that. Who would you choose? Cody Jerome. Cody Jerome. <laughs> Cody Jerome and Cody Jerome. <laughs> there we go. I will take that answer. Yeah. Cody Jerome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I don't have $10 million, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there, brother. That's it. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Now, any uh, any shout outs, man? Is there anybody, you, you, sponsors, uh, uh, any anyone like that you'd like to give a shout out to? Yeah, man, I would love to shout out. Um, I got my sponsors here on this sweater here. There we go. GSD Construction. Our, go ahead, man. WB Wilson uh, Blanchard. They're um, uh, they're like a real estate housing management place. Okay. And then uh, Tattoos by Buck out in London, Ontario. And by the way, I think that's you just boy. posted some uh, gift certificates on Instagram, right? Yeah, that's my boy Anton, actually. He's out in Cambridge. Uh, Woodhouse Group, the restoration company out Cambridge here. Nice. DST Construction. This is my uh, this is my good friend Damon Waitman. He um, owns a, a, a foundation company out in Waterloo, Ontario. Okay. Cool. So if anybody wants to reach out to them for um, any sort of cement work, you can give Damon Waitman a call. He's also a Muay Thai fighter. Nice. He's great. He trained under uh, Dark Side Muay Thai. Oh yeah! Shout um, out to Dark Side. Uh, yep. Kitchener Waterloo there. Yep. And then I got these guys here. This is a Black Eye Fightwear. They're a, a fightwear company. And the firm, my friend Paul, he does um professional graffiti work on hospitals and stuff like that around the Tri Cities here. Wow, cool, man. Those are cool sponsors. And also Mass Thai Boxing, obviously. Shout out to Mass so, yeah, Thai Boxing. Mass the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Um anybody you want to give a you get a now. For those who teach, we call it a student shout out. But if you could give a uh, like a shout out to one person and one person only, no offense to anybody else, who would it be? Oh, uh, shout out to Jonathan Haggerty. I think it'd be cool to uh, train with Jonathan Haggerty. Nice. Uh, I always told my girlfriend if we were because she wants to go to uh, Britain and check it out, right? Nice. I said, well, if we ever go there, I got to go and check out this guy's gym and train with him. So, man, nothing but yeah, animals in that gym. Smooth style. Oh, it's it's so pretty, man. It's 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 poetry in motion, literally. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. So yeah, that that's a that's about it for me. Love it, man. Love it. Anything else before we're done for, here for today? Oh, anything? If it's not respectful, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to be talking to Jason Jelaine tomorrow. Is there anything you'd like to say? No, I would just, I would just like it if he, if he, um, you know, I don't have anything bad to say against him either. So Understand. I don't know the guy. I don't yeah. know the guy, right? So like, why would I say anything bad about him? Um, all I want to say is like, um, uh, you know, shots to the back of the head. I've never heard anywhere being legal. Um, you know, maybe he knows differently than I do. I don't know. Um, we'll find out tomorrow. But yeah, I just hope I hope he could see the if he could watch the fight again and just see it from a different perspective, not his perspective when he was in the ring. Mm. Maybe see it from a different perspective of like a fan or the fighters. Yep, yep, I got gotcha. you. 
Cool. All right, man. Well, listen, either way, uh, I enjoy talking to you. I liked your whole attitude before, after, man. You, you, I can see where your personality comes from for sure uh, with that story. But uh, listen, man, I, I'm a fan. If there's any way I can, I can help you uh, fight, push you, man, you got a fan. Now, I didn't know who you were before this thing. And if you don't know now, you know, I know who you are, sir. Awesome, brother. Thanks a lot. Hey, no worries. We'll talk soon, hey? I'm a fan of yours as well. Thanks, brother. It means a lot. I subscribe to you on YouTube. Yes, sir. That's how you know you're a real one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, I'm hoping this, I'll get right, this brother. out uh, overnight. So I'm hoping tomorrow morning, Monday, fresh for uh, Monday, we'll have this out. All right, brother. Perfect. Thanks for chat, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. We'll talk soon.